Welcome, Soul Tribe, to Deep Soul Awakenings with your hosts, Chastity Ryan and Millie Franco. Get ready to shed some light on the unspoken aspects of spiritual and healing journeys. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to this week's episode of Deep Soul Awakenings. Hello, hello, hello. I hope everybody is doing good. Um, I mean, as good as they can. There's a lot of stuff going on, actually. Um, So just following up from last week's episode, um, I don't know if you guys are aware, but there was actually another wildfire um, that happened in Maui. Um, It's contained now, but there was a big area that was burned. So for anybody, again, looking to donate, um, as always, I will include some links in the chat. I found a really amazing Venmo page on Instagram where you can donate to the families of Lahaina directly um, through their Venmo. There are also um, different fundraising organizations that you can donate to. Um, if you need one that you can trust, I would definitely recommend Sacred Sons. Um, they have two of their own who are on the island of Maui, helping families directly and advocating and stepping up in the best ways that they can. Um, and in light of everything that is going on, I would also like to say that if you are interested in donating, from what I have gathered and from what I have seen, um, the people of Maui, the people of Hawaii are in need of water water purifiers, um, air purifiers, and feminine hygiene products. So if you are definitely looking to donate something that is uh, tangible or physical, those are the things that they are in need of, especially those water purifiers and air purifiers. Um, Just also for some more awareness, um, because I definitely want to start just bringing awareness of the things that are going on in the world. I feel like there's so much going on that we don't know and that we are not necessarily paying attention to because the media is filled with specific things meant to distract us. Um, But there are actually lots and lots of wildfires that are going on. Um, There was a wildfire that I heard of that is in Canada um, in a specific place that is land that is also for indigenous peoples um i the name of it actually escapes me so i apologize um but in addition to canada there is also wildfires in california texas washington new mexico montana arizona there were some in new jersey there are some in oregon there are some in colorado idaho florida mississippi oklahoma utah um right now for some reason there are wildfires going on everywhere and um it's actually kind of scary thinking about it because when you think about it it's like the world is literally burning but no one is really paying attention to know that it actually is um and i feel like everyone is just kind of chalking it up to climate change and all of those things but something that Hawaii is helping me to understand and is shedding shedding a lot a lot of light on is the fact that all of these different lands are being changed in the sense that you know Hawaii used to be uh I believe it's called a wetland 
and had a very, very different just demographic and way of being at one point. And then, you know, at some point people came in and for some reason it's like the word colonizers come to mind, but um, I feel like we are always told that, you know, colonizers are gone because now the world is different and you know people aren't traveling and discovering new lands and all that stuff but I feel like colonization is still very real it just looks a little bit different um and the definition to colonizer is a person who settles among and establishes political control over indigenous people of an area um or of an area for that matter um and it's kind of like we're taking not where um, because I'm not part of this because I'm not doing this, but there are people in the world who are taking land from different places and changing it. There were wetlands in Hawaii and now, you know, I believe that there is like a baseball field or a golf course or a hotel in all of these different places that belong to the earth, belong to the people, don't necessarily belong to tourism and shouldn't necessarily have been changed. And, you know, it changes the the land in itself where it becomes dry and things like wildfires then happen and these places burn because the whole, like, what's the word that I'm looking for? The whole being of the place, the whole, the whole like organic material of what it was is no longer, and it becomes different, and it changes the water, and it changes the reef, and it changes everything. And now we're in a place where all of these things are burning. No one is really stopping it. No one is really outraged. No one is really talking about it in the ways that they should and I mean honestly as people who live on this earth we should all be outraged because we only get one earth we only get one place to live and if this world is no longer suitable for us to live on it where are we going to go what are we going to do what are our children's children going to do um you know so to me it's crazy that there isn't more outrage on everything that's going on um, and I say especially in Hawaii, because, you know, due to those wildfires, they're not reporting on it. But a lot of the people that died and that were burned or families and kids. Like I saw a story about a, a 19 year old who was talking about his 15 year old little brother and like. His little brother died in the house, burned in the house, and they found his body with him hugging the family dog like. We need to know these things. We can't just pretend that they're not happening and continue on with our lives like everything is fine because it's not fine. Um, and then there's also, you know, for those of you who don't know, Japan is also releasing wastewater into the ocean from Fukushima. And they're literally poisoning the ocean to the point where this affects everyone in the world because the water is all connected and the 
the seafood and the sea life and the marine life, it's all connected. So if they're poisoning the water, essentially they're poisoning all of us. And I know that there is like set amounts that they're supposed to be able to release that are deemed safe, but is any type of poison actually safe even in small quantities? Eventually, isn't it going to become stronger and just poison us all? Um, I had seen an article too that said that, you know, China banned all Japanese seafood, which is great, but are we doing that here in the U.S.? I feel like there's so much stuff that we should know about that we don't, we aren't aware of because we're distracted with all of the things that they actually show us on the news. And even with the news, I feel like they're not even talking about the things that are important, important most of the time. They're talking about things that are meant to, to scare you and distract you from the real things that are going on and we don't take care of the earth and we don't take care of the water and and the air and all of these things where are we going to go how are we going to live how are we going to function you know at, at what point will the powers that be realize that we only get one earth um yeah on that note, <laughs> um, I guess what I wanted to talk about today, apart from that, is some reoccurring themes that I've been noticing within my life and just around me, you know, and something that I've noticed in my own life and something that I've just been, I guess maybe because I'm aware of it in my life, I'm becoming more of aware of it in the interactions that I have outside and the things that I notice outside is, you know, our, our kids are the future. And I know that sounds so cliche, but I mean, in all reality, they, they are, they are the ones who are going to be here when we're gone. <laughs> so I just really wanted to stop and talk about that because I know that I have really long talks with my son, Julian, and in no way is parenting easy in a sense it's easy in the sense that you love your kids so much and you adore them and you would do anything for them but it's not easy in the sense of healing and raising your kids or healing and becoming aware of the things that you were passing down and taking accountability for it and changing it and something that I noticed that essentially I realized is such a pattern now and was passed down within my family is we talk to our kids in not nice ways a lot of times you know we get frustrated and I know with my grandmother my grandmother was the sweetest thing but if she was mad at you she would curse you out call you everything every bad name in in, in the book in the world or that she could even make up to think of and she would really put you down when she was mad. And then, you know, when I thought about my mom, my mom was kind of the same way, you know. My mom would get mad and my mom would curse at us. She would scream at us and she would put us down. And, you know, something that I realized is that 
and learning about energy and, and understanding energy and, and the way that things work, you are the energy that you are inside. That's the energy that you give. That's the energy that you receive. And it made me really think about it because on this healing journey that I'm on, I have really come to hold space for my mom and my grandma and understand them for like the wounded children that they are. Well, that they were because they're not here in this existence anymore. But while they're here, while they were here, um, it's like they their inner voice became their mother's voice or their father's voice or whoever it was that was taking care of them. And you know, and a lot of times, most of us we don't speak to ourselves very nicely. The voice inside of our head isn't very nice to us. It tends to beat us down. It tends to place shame it tends to place guilt it tends to really put us down you know and I know sometimes for me I struggle a lot with body image and because growing up you know I was a chunky kid I liked food <laughs> you know my kids like food I feel like everybody can be a little chunky when they're little you know but I was always called um Golda and gorda is supposed to be like a term of endearment but it's really not because gorda essentially is fat and how can you call somebody fat and it be a term of endearment you know and i always internalize that and even when i'm skinny i, I think i'm fat you know and there would be times with my mom where i put, I would put on clothes and i would wear things and i would think that i looked great i would feel so good she would point things out I guess maybe you know trying to help me because I feel like no matter what parents do it's always from a, a place of love and she would point out like oh look your stomach looks big or oh look your your back is too wide your back looks really fat and that or oh you know you just don't look good and oh look at your legs and you have like cellulite on your legs and you and just things that would make me become very very self-conscious of my body and me now as an adult while I am in a place where I am loving myself and all of myself I find that sometimes when I'm feeling down it's like her voice pops in my head and I start to pick myself apart and I start to pick the way that I look apart in my body apart instead of loving myself and it's really detrimental to the sense in the sense that, you know, when it came to relationships in my past, when it came to being with people and and just feeling like they were gonna find somebody who was better because they were gonna find somebody who had my perception of what a what was a better body than mine. Or someone who was more fit than me. Or someone with a flat stomach or a small back. Whatever the hell that means. Because I don't even know what that means. To be honest. And. You know, it really stuck with me. Because yesterday I was sitting on my sofa. And I was just like, you know. At the end of the day, I know my heart. I know that I allow my heart to guide me. I know that everything I do, I do for my heart space. When I speak, I speak from my heart consistently. And the person that I'm going to be with, the person that I decide to be with, that I choose, 
isn't gonna care about a stomach because at the end of the day you know i had a, a beautiful friend tell me the other day well you're always gonna have a stomach pouch you have a womb and i was like holy shit i do have a womb and i've had two kids so yes i have a stomach pouch <laughs> but i it was like logic in that aspect never had come into play because i didn't understand it before because i was too busy beating myself up because i could hear my mother's voice was which was essentially her mother's voice which was her mother's voice and it's like the generations of voices beating ourselves up and then you know it makes me think of my son and i remember at one point my my son uh my beautiful big boy my my little human my bigger human he tends to suffer from eczema but i've noticed that when he suffers from eczema it's when he has a lot going on in his head inside you know and there was one point where the eczema was so bad that it was all over his legs it was all over his feet his feet were consistently peeling and i couldn't figure out what to do so one day i remember i was putting cream on him and i was like oh my god you know your skin looks so ugly i have to clean it like i have to put lotion on it and then I noticed after I said that, his skin got worse. And then one day when we were talking, he's, he breaks down and he starts crying. And he's like, you know, my skin is so ugly. I don't know what I'm going to do. And then that moment, you know, I, I wanted to break down and cry because I was like, oh, my God, I put that thought in his head. And I was like, no, baby, no, no, you know, your skin is not ugly your skin is just irritated and it's not ugly your skin is beautiful and we're going to take care of it and we're going to moisturize it and it's going to become even more beautiful because baby you are beautiful your heart is beautiful and i i'm lucky i'm so freaking lucky that i was able to change that narrative in his head and it didn't become his inner voice but you know, it's little things like that, that we say to our kids that we don't realize that it sticks with them and it stays with them. And it becomes their voice. And a lot of times it's so detrimental. And, I, and I'm not saying I'm perfect because I'm not. Every day I try to be the best version of myself. Every day I try again. But we really need to be more mindful of even the ways that we speak to ourselves in front of our kids because they are learning to navigate this world from us but in all reality we could stand to really sit and watch them navigate the world because i feel like they have such a better understanding of just how to be free because we forget sometimes so just be free we 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 stay stuck in these perceptions and these things that were taught that don't make sense Um, I had also saw this parent on the train and she was having a hard time with her kid and she reacted in the ways that a lot of us parents do and it was like as she was interacting with her son I could almost see the pattern I could almost see you know her parent talking to her in the same way and her repeating the cycle and there's just so many cycles and it's like you know where i live in new york we are on monochronic time you know and 
So monochronic time is a method of managing time in which events are scheduled one at a time with one event following another. So the time is linear and value is assigned to it, which is why, you know, in New York City, you know, things are considered a waste of time or I don't have enough time and things like that. And, you know, I, I speak to Julian a lot and I can see where a lot of the perceptions that I allow to be my own projections that I allow to be my own were given to him in various aspects because to him I'll notice you know well mom we only have a little bit of time or mom we need to do this or mom we got to go here then do hit then do this and it's like I don't ever want him to think that anything could be a waste of time especially not when it comes to like spending time together or doing something nice for someone or anything like that you know and I know for him we 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 talk a lot about just being able to be and to leave New York and live a life where we're able to just get up and live and not be held to monochronic time where you know, I, I tell him I want to be in a place where we use the sky and, and just like the rhythm of the earth to tell us what time it is and where it is we need to go and how it is to get home. Um, I consistently tell my friends all the time that navigating by the stars is something that I want to bring back to my lineage, you know, the original map. So if any of you guys have any uh, resources, definitely let me know. And um, I learned about all of this at different times from uh, this beautiful, beautiful page. It's called Ancestral Habits um, on Instagram. And the person that runs it is absolutely beautiful and super sweet. Um, I definitely recommend you guys all go follow. But, you know, I tell him that I just want to live in a place where we're more connected to the earth and where time is by seasons, um, you know, polychronic time. So polychronic time is a method of managing time where many events occur, occur at once. So people tend to live for the moment and do several things at once. And it is often associated with cultures that value relationships over schedules as life is unpredictable, unpredictable and distractions are part of it. Polychrons manage interruptions well without worrying about deadlines. So it's like, you know, just really living and really being and really understanding. And I know for my kids, they've only known life in the concrete jungle. So to my son, this is life. This is what life is all about. So one day we sat and we had a conversation and I showed him what New York looked like before all of the buildings, you know, and I teach him to talk to the trees and I teach him to, to, listen to the birds and see how the birds make connections with him you know if he sees a white butterfly he immediately mom look it's a spirit butterfly spirit is talking to us you know and i just really want to change 
his perception of life and really allow him to decide what life is for him. And I say all of this to say that I really believe that it starts with the way that we speak to our kids. We have to speak to them with love, speak to them from a heart space, speak to them with kindness so that they can in turn become that energy and give that energy and receive that energy. You know? But I also teach him about the things that are going on in this world. You know, I spoke to him about what happened in, when, in Hawaii. I've spoken to him about like when things like that happen, that there's these people that people call land grabbers who come and try to buy up the land and displace the indigenous people and then, you know, raise prices and make things for tourists. And I mean, honestly, for all of you people out there who complain about the Hawaiians not wanting us, us there, like, it's not necessarily that they don't want us there. They don't want the resorts there anymore. They don't want people taking their land from them and creating things that that is messing with the with the functionality of the land itself. I'm pretty sure if we came and we honored the land and 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 the people and the culture and the relationships in the same way that they do, they wouldn't have a problem with us coming there. To me, it makes me think of Puerto Rico too, you know. There are so many Puerto Ricans that are moving out of Puerto Rico because they don't, they aren't able to just live on their land and all of these people come in and the prices are raised and they're moving into these houses and people are getting displaced and they're leaving their land. They're leaving their homeland. They're leaving their sacred spaces to find a better life because they can't have a better life where they are. Because essentially, to me, what happens is, is that these newer versions, these modern day colonizers come in and take the land from them. And then they too are displaced. And it's really sad because, you know, even here in New York, I've grown up in my neighborhood in Brooklyn my whole life. But now it's almost impossible for the people that I know, for the people that that are of similar lineages, of people, the people who have lived here for generations to continue to stay here because of gentrification and people coming in and rents rising and not being able to just afford to live here. So then the question is, is where do they go? And now these are more displaced peoples. And even with the housing that they offer, you know, because they, they offer the income-based housing here. But I'm here to tell you that the people that live in these neighborhoods, with these new housing units that they buy, with these new places that they're building, they can't afford them. They can't afford to live here. They aren't chosen. Because the generations of people that I know that live here aren't making $100,000, $120,000 a year to be able to afford those apartments. And then the people that are here that are grandfathered into their apartments, those people don't live in apartments with great conditions because those landlords don't take care of those buildings because they want them out, because they want to be able to charge more. So to me, I guess, I feel like colonization is alive and well. It just, just goes under a different name now. And we, you know, the majority of the people aren't the people who benefit from it. 
where are the people who experience the consequences of it? And I teach my son about all of these things because I want him to understand that in these moments and these things that are occurring, we should feel outraged. Because we are the people of the land. We are the people of earth. And earth at the end of the day isn't owned by anyone. The land isn't owned by anyone. But we all do have a duty to honor her and take care of her. And I find joy and I am in gratitude because in these conversations that I have with my son, he tells me that that's who he wants to be. A protector of Mother Earth. A wayfinder. So that people can understand the beautiful blessings that we've been given by being able to live on Mother Earth, on beautiful Pachamama. But with that, I am going to end this episode. Send you guys all the love. I'm going to record. I'm going to add the reads for this week, but I'm going to do it on. It'll come after I finish this episode. Yeah. But until next time, I'm sending you guys so, so much love. I love all of you. Peace. What's up, guys? Ellie from Phoenix Monopocathery. I am here to give all of you your read, your energy read for the week of August 28th to september 3rd jesus can you believe we are already in gonna be in september in a week um time goes way too fast um so i'm just gonna shuffle my cards and ask great spirit elevated ancestors grandmother grandfather what messages do you have for the collective for the week of august 28th to september 4th I ask that you please allow for me to deliver these messages with resonance using my spiritual gifts so that they be received with understanding and compassion. All right, just move my stuff. Okay. Nice. So the first card that I pulled is the star. Um, and the star card actually is one of my favorite cards, to be honest with all of you. It is one of my favorite cards because it is really a card that brings lots of blessings and hope and just healing and all of the beautiful things. So what this tells me right now is that we are all in a place of understanding. We're understanding where it is that we are pouring our cups, what it is that we are feeding ourselves. We're really allowing ourselves to tune in with who it is that we are, what it is that we want to do, what energy it is that we want to bring. And we are watering ourselves, but we are also kind of like watering the earth at the same time. Um, I speak about energy a lot, always. Um, so we are being mindful of the energy that we are because we realize now that it is the energy that we bring in. So what this card is telling me right now is for all of you to keep doing what you're doing, keep moving the way that you're moving, keep showing yourself grace, keep filling your cup before you fill anybody else's cup and know that what you're doing is fruitful. You know, we've planted seeds, 
we've watered these seeds. They're growing. The fruit is ripening. Soon we will be able to pick these beautiful pieces of fruit, these, these beautiful blessings off of the trees, off of plants, off of all of the places that we've essentially planted them. And it's going to be beautiful. But it, it, it doesn't happen overnight. So show yourself grace and really allow yourself to keep pouring into yourself. But know that, you know, essentially all of the beautiful things, beautiful things are always there. Heaven is where you are. You just have to remember. For our subconscious card, I pulled the two of cups. And I, I mean, I love the two of cups um, because essentially the two of cups is like masculine and feminine energy. It's the balance of the two. Um, it can be love. Um, and it's so funny that I pulled this card because, um, I watched a reading earlier today and she also pulled this card. So I guess it's just two cups energy all around. Um, but what this is really talking about is the marrying of the energy, the masculine and the feminine energy within yourself. And it's coming to a place right now where we are embracing both. We are balancing both. We are figuring out how to 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 be our beautiful luxurious you know divine feminine creation just everything beautiful self but also with that masculine energy and and being able to you know create the path forward not necessarily create but be able to find that path forward and hold ourselves accountable to that path and doing what it is that we need to do so this card, again, is the card of partnerships, also empathy, value. So I feel like what Spirit is asking us now is essentially like, hey, we've sat, we've created plans, we've decided where it is that we want to go. We know where it is that we want to go now. Do we need some help to get there? Do we need a combination of energies? Do we need to sit and really allow for these energies to balance within ourselves so that we can get there? The way is already made. You just have to find it and allow it to flow and trust that you'll get to where you need to go. So to me, this is saying, you know, keep holding yourself accountable. Keep doing the damn thing because it's working. We're getting there. It's changing. It's moving. Um, but don't forget that sometimes we all need a little bit of help and it's okay. We're not meant to do everything alone. Sometimes we do things in partnerships and community. And, you know, keep filling your cup. Got to fill your cup before you fill up anybody else's because you can't pour from an empty cup. Our past influence card is the King of Swords. So the King of Swords is someone who is rational, powerful, confident. And I find, I, I think it's um, not a coincidence, kind of funny that he's looking to the past and this is our past influence card. And I think that it's really asking us to look to the past and really think about all of the things that we've gone through, all of the places that we've been, all of the situations that we've been in that we thought we wouldn't make it through, but we did. You know, we pushed through. One of the beautiful thing about us as human beings, uh, spirit in a human existence is that we always find a way. When we decide we're going to do something, when we decide we're going to overcome something, no matter how detrimental, how hopeless the situation feels we always find a way we always make it through look at you you're here now celebrate yourself you're here now you've been through a lot but you came out on top and you will continue to come out on top but something that stands out to me for this card is always 
mind over heart. Mind over heart will always make you aloof. I say all the time that our heart space is what got, what should guide us. It's what has guided many, many, many of our ancestors. And I feel like that connection to the heart will always lead us to the right places because we'll always be doing what feels right to us. And even in the situations where we allow our, heart, allow our hearts to guide us and we don't necessarily get to the place that we wanted to go, understand and know and feel that when things are kind of sent left when you were going right, it's with purpose. Because maybe going right wasn't going to be good for you. Maybe going right was going to give you a headache. But going left, although it strayed from the original plan, will end up being better for you anyway. Will end up being more of a blessing. Will end up being even more seeds and more fruit and more beautiful things to grow for you. So what this is saying is, you know, look to the past and understand that, you know, for some of us, we decided to disconnect from our hearts in order to get to where we needed to go. But now this is a time of really connecting back with our heart spaces and understanding that we don't need to be cold. We don't need to change the way that we are. We don't need to change the people that we are in order to get to where we're going to go. We just need to learn who to, to give those sides of ourselves, who to give that nurturing side to, who to give that, 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 that kindness to, because sometimes it isn't for everybody. Not everybody needs to have access to you. For our future card, Again, shout out to Tatiana Taro for teaching me the spread because it is my favorite spread. Um, although I do use additional cards. Um, is the Seven of Pentacles. And like I said before, you know, Seven of Pentacles. The seeds are sprouting. Things are growing. We have watered all the seeds. We have taken care of them. We have taken care of ourselves. We're feeding ourselves better. We're feeding ourselves better energy. And in addition to feeding ourselves actually better Um but, you know, allow yourself to rest. The work that we're doing, because the work is us, it's not easy and it's tiring. And we don't always need to be busy. We don't always need to be doing. We don't always need to be moving. Allow yourself to rest. Allow yourself to rest in the ways that you need. Allow yourself to go sit by the water for a few hours. Allow yourself to lay in bed and watch a movie if you want to, you know. Rest can be different for everybody, but honor yourself. Be truthful with yourself. Honestly, be truthful with yourself. If you're tired, then you're tired. Rest. If you, somebody asks you to do something and you don't want to, and you know you don't want to, don't be a people pleaser. You don't have to be anymore. Not everybody needs access to your energy. And you owe it to yourself to say no, because if you're already tired, then you're going to be exhausted and drained after. This is also a card that tells us to finish what we began. So for those of you who are like me, <laughs> who start a million things at once because, you know, you can just do a million things at once. You don't have to do one thing at a time. Everything is coexisting at once. So why not study a whole bunch of things at once? This card is really asking you to finish what you started. Finish what you started so that you can have that under your belt. I know for a lot of us, we like to be able to say that we are well-versed in certain modalities. Finish them. That, that the the understanding and the remembrance of all of these things are already within you, but finish them, accomplish it, honor it, and then celebrate yourself. Because the things that you are accomplishing are beautiful. They are 
mesmerizing. They are beautiful, beautiful, beautiful things, beautiful energy that you're going to bring out into this world. And for some of us, if you need that piece of paper to say that you can, by all means, but finish what you started. Don't leave it undone. Hold yourself accountable or continue to hold yourself accountable because according to these cards, you are holding yourself accountable. You are doing the damn thing. You're making it. You're going. So congratulations to you. <laughs> for our shadow card, I have the Page of Swords. And what the Page of Swords is says to me is essentially like, you know, we're looking to the future. We're ready to go. We're learning. We're moving. We're breathing. But be kind to yourself because energy is high. And when energy is high, it can feel flustering. We're in Mercury and retrograde. There's a whole bunch of planets um, in retrograde. I'm not an astrologer, so I can't go into it. But y'all already know because of all the beautiful things on social media that tell you so. <laughs> um, it's high energy. But I feel like with Mercury in retrograde, everybody always makes it seem like, oh my God, Mercury in retrograde is here. Everything is going to go to shit. Everything is going to go wrong. No. Yes, there are planetary influences, but at the end of the day, you are the one who holds the power. You are the one in control. And you can take these instances to understand, okay, well, you know what? I just got flung into darkness, but that was with purpose because I learned this, this, and this, and I learned that this trigger was holding me here, and that's why I couldn't progress, and I couldn't bring this energy with me where I was going. Be mindful of the messages that are coming to you. You know, for me, when I'm outside and I'm speaking truth, the birds are talking to me. I have these seagulls where I sit by the water and they be screaming at me when I speak truth. And the water comes in very heavy and it splashes all over me. And I'm like, okay, cool. I know that I spoke truth because that resonated with me. And look at how the universe is talking to me. You know, and that's beautiful. The birds too. The birds, when I'm walking down the street and I'm in high vibration, they make eye contact with me all the time. And when I look up these specific birds, it always means something. So be mindful of that. Because the earth, the creatures, the nature, everything, all of the spirit beings will always talk to you if you just listen. So I'm going to go into my ancestor deck and ask our elevated ancestors, our ancestral elements, what messages you have. So I pulled testing times and heaven in reverse. So testing times essentially says, you know, I know that for a lot of us, we're fucking tired of the testing times. You know, we don't want to hear it anymore. I don't want to hear about testing times anymore. But for every level that you get to, for every vibration that you reach, there's always the next vibration. There's always the next thing that's going to come. And I, I say, don't think of it as testing times. Think of it as a time of, transfer, of transformation, transmutation, you know, transmute that energy. Things are going to come up to trigger you to make sure that you've got past it, to make sure that you've healed it, so that if you haven't, you can go back and figure out what it is that's lingering. It's it's testing times in a sense where if you do get triggered, you can be flung into darkness. I get flung into darkness all the time. My friends don't understand, but I understand why. You know, I have to go to these places so that I can help guide others, so that I can help others find their light in it. And I accept that and I honor that. But understand that transformation is always going to test you. Release is always going to test you. Change is always going to test you. Because with change comes the unknown. With progression comes the unknown. There comes the things that you can't be in control of. But for a lot of us, we struggle not to be in control. But, you know, the other part of this reading also tells you that you got this. You can do it. You can keep moving. 
Um, the Heaven card, I'm actually going to read off what it says. Um, so this is the card itself. It's the Chalksokikango deck uh, by Agenos, one of my favorite ancestor decks. And in reverse, it says that gratitude is overdue. Take count of your blessings before complaining. Mishandling your blessings will spoil your favor. So essentially what this is saying is concentrate in these moments where you feel like you're being tested in these moments of transformation on the beautiful things that you have in your life, on how far you've come, on all of the things that you've accomplished. There is always something beautiful in this life. There is always something to be in gratitude of. So be more intentional with your gratitude. You know, when you go outside and you're walking in the street and you're drinking some water, you know, offer the trees a little bit of water in honor of Mother Earth, of Pachamama. You know, if, you, if you're walking in the street and you see some garbage on the floor, pick it up and throw it out. There are so many ways to show gratitude and an appreciation. But I also feel like show gratitude to yourself. Yes, we have all of these spirits that we pray to. Um, and I feel like I'm just reiterating the message that Tatiana Tarot got. But I feel like um, it's always the same wisdom, different people. Honor yourself. You have also gotten yourself this far. Because without you, none of this would be possible. You have held yourself accountable. You've done the work. You've done all the things. Work in the spirit world cannot happen without work in the physical existence. You are that bridge. Honor yourself for how far you've come. Honor yourself for the things that you've accomplished. And connect to your higher self. Let your higher self know that you appreciate them. You appreciate their guidance. Every spirit, every being, every energy is just an iteration and a mirror, a reflection of yourself. So in everything that you give gratitude for, also give gratitude to yourself. So until next time, peace. Love you guys. Thanks for listening to this episode and continuing on this journey with us. Be sure to join our growing communities on Facebook and Instagram. We can't wait to have you back with us next week. Thank you for allowing us to be your voice. Until next time, remember to take care and be kind to yourself.